Just so you know, Daft Monks is half talk show, half actual play campaign that features adult language and topics. Viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, Daft Monks is half talk show, half actual play campaign that features adult language and topics. Viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Nat One Presents the Daft Monks Podcast. Hey Nate, how's it going? Good. I'm fucking ecstatic, Nate. You want to know why? Tell me all about it. Oh, because we didn't take us 12 months to record a new episode. <laughs> Someone get me an award. That just means you're going to take two years between the next one. It just it, it gets like pulled for later. Yeah, or I'll die in a terrible car crash or something. Oh, God, don't, don't say that. <laughs> Bon- like it could be a bonus it could be like a ghost in the machine kind of thing i'd be like nate i'm coming back to you let's record you'd probably have better audio as a ghost than you did in the last episode <laughs> that's true uh we got rid of the tin can that i was using before with the string uh come to find out we didn't have an adequate amount of string to reach all the way to from my house to nate's house so we decided to go ahead and get my mic back up and running. Rookie mistake. You, you've seen it once, seen it a thousand times. Tale as old as time. Tale as old as time. Write that <laughs> on a shirt. No, really, though. Literally, when I heard the audio back, I was like, ah, oh, God damn it. Like, you sound like one of those remote correspondents. <laughs> the bursts above my head are far more intense than I realized, Nate, and I am getting paid far, far less than I imagined for this kind of scenario. <laughs> exactly. That's totally <laughs> what you sounded like. But hopefully, this is, I think we... <laughs> we we did our due diligence. We did some tests this time. So I think, I think it'll be good for our listeners. We did the best that we can do. And speaking of doing the, the best that we can do, I've been on kind of like a health kick lately. I've cut out my eans. So that would be my nicotine, my caffeine, my acetaminophen. Uh, and um, just trying to live a healthier lifestyle. I'm almost 35 now, Nate, and I feel it in my bones. You don't look a day over 40. Oh, thanks, man. (laughs) Uh, When you work outside for a living, uh, we get this condition called a leather skin. And you just eventually start looking like a baseball mitt. And I'm trying to avoid that. You know, sometimes I apply lotion. But I've come to terms, especially after that AI art got my little scowling lines. (laughs) Is that what caused it? You saw the AI art and you're like, I need to go on a health kick. It was a little bit of that. And then the other day, (laughs) Megan's still mad at me. She made a joke and said that I look frumpy, F-R-U-M-P-Y. And I looked down at myself and I'm like, oh my God, she's right. And she's like, I'm joking. And I'm like, you already said it. It is too late. We are past that. I'm frumpy. McFrumple Stiltskins now. I mean, I commend you because like obviously awesome, good for your health, good for your family. But I got to say like that sounds wildly ambitious. And did you stop all three literally at once? Yes. He's like nicotine, caffeine, acetaminophene all at the same time. Correct. I'm pretty sure all of those give you withdrawal if you stop. I figure I'll take all the withdrawals at once. That way I'm not like doing one and then another. Because you've known me for a little while, Nate, and I'm kind of a all or nothing kind of guy. <laughs> so it's either I do it now or I just postpone it and then never really do it. Or we record the show a year later. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A year later, I'll get back to it and be like, you know what? I should get healthy. Oh, my goodness. I bet. I don't know how long they were draws last, but you must have been a raging bitch for at least like one day. Like you had to have been like poor Megan. Like yeah. <laughs> what? 
I've been having um, like mental breakdown. There was that day that I uh, messaged you and I went to bed at six o'clock PM and I actually slept through my alarm the next day. My body is, I think, shutting down. And yeah, so I got like 12 hours of sleep that night. That's wild, man. Yeah. And I forgot about the time difference too. It was early my time, but you're even an hour before me. Crazy, man. I can't really, I, I, uh, the only one of those three I've done is caffeine because it's like I turn 30 and then my body's like, you can't have this anymore. <laughs> like if I literally have caffeine, even like sometimes I've had like caffeinated soda or a coffee at like 11 a.m. And I can't sleep at night. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. Like, I used to drink them back to back. Like even you remember Nate in the podcast. I was kind of like just chugging Diet Cokes and shit, you know? Oh, yeah. Like there's no tomorrow. And that's maybe why I have the problem. But yeah, no, I, I've completely cut out caffeine. I don't I do not do caffeine anymore because it just it's too volatile. Right. Maybe I'll sleep. Maybe I'll be up till 4 a.m. Like legit. That Legitimately, that was exactly what was happening. Um, and I'm like, nope, this is most of the problem. So, Well, it's obviously done wonders for your arms because I don't know if our viewers have seen your Instagram <laughs> post, but Nate's arms are looking huge lately. And that might have been another defining factor for me. Like, you know what? Fuck this guy. I need to get healthy. <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere, my boy. <laughs> I can't be the frumpy guy on that one presents. <laughs> well, yeah. And based on your role, too, like you are like already kind of like athletic. So, yeah. yeah, I like I literally work from home. If I don't like go out and force myself, I typically have like 1500 steps. You don't strike me as like a step counter guy, Nate, no. but I'm sure you're in the like that like i'd say what ten, like eight to ten thousand probably every day or something it's quite a bit uh truth be told nate they actually tried something for our like health <laughs> benefits program it was supposed to drop our rates if everybody wore a fitbit and then i was one of the few linemen that agreed to wear the fitbit and it broke after the second day <laughs> i was hammering some lags into a pole and i guess it didn't like the hammering motion <laughs> And it snapped and then fell out of the bucket. <laughs> so 40 feet in the air and it didn't survive. So I Who gave it back thought. to him all smashed up. And I'm like, here, it counted some steps. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bummer. But yeah, that makes sense. But I'm sure I'm sure it's a ton. So anywho, Nate, I wish you well on your, your health endeavors. Thanks, Nate. You're the best. You can do it. You can do anything <laughs> you put your mind to. I believe in you and me. At the cost of Megan's sanity, I yes. think. But we'll see. Yeah, she'll be fine. She's used to it. <laughs> it's like your kids have fond memories of you until that day that you quit all three of those things. It'd be like if it was an 80s movie, that'd be Corbin's monologue. He's like, well, I came from a happy home until the day dad stopped taking the eens. <laughs> exactly. So I was totally thinking back because I, I was listening to our episode of like, oh, highlights or lowlights or whatever from last year. And I'm like, wow, like we totally missed some stuff. And there was one thing I did totally like want to circle back to that I didn't get a chance. And uh, Nate, you know about this, but we'll, we'll dive into it for listeners. I was almost a celebrity, basically. <laughs> Tell me all about it. Yeah. So I... I don't know when this started, but a couple of years ago, I just have started being like, I want to be on a reality TV show. Like I have to be. And so I've been doing the thing where you like send the videos in and you never hear it back. Kind of, you know, like a job application, except like you should get a rejection email from a job application eventually, like months later. But like with these videos, you never hear it back. And that's like, I was okay with that. I just did it. I knew I was never going to hear it back and whatever. 
Well, one day last October, I got I missed a call on a flight back from a work trip. And it was a guy from Netflix. And actually, I got a final interview for a show. And since I didn't get it, um, I can talk about it. I'm pretty sure. Like, obviously, I didn't get far enough to sign a contract. Right. So it was the it's going to be the first season of a Squid Games reality TV show. Ooh, that would have been so cool. I was so pumped, dude. So do you want to hear about like the whole like the process? Like what happened? Oh, yeah. Tell me everything. Yeah. Okay. So I'm on a flight back. I think it was like a Thursday night. Came back from a work trip. And when I got off for the layover, I called the guy back. It was really exciting. So he's like, okay, like before I can even like see if we do this final interview with you. Do you have a passport? Are you available to be gone in January for like a month or something? And oh, and do you have your COVID shot? <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I got all three. Um, so no problem there. So then he's like, okay, how soon you're available? So I was like, I'll do it tomorrow. I work from home. I'll I'll blow off my, my ditch. Right. It was only, you know, it was like a call. It was supposed to be maybe 30 minutes or something. So they're like, okay, we're going to send you an email with like literally 20 to 30 questions. And I want you to send all quick but you know like responses to all of them and really as i read through it it was pretty obvious to me that what they're trying to do was for the interview they record the interview and so they were trying to find the most interesting talking points to talk to me about um and that's exactly what they did it was everything from like how would you play a strategy game who do you relate to from the squid game series and it was like 30 questions and then like what are you most proud of what are you least proud of and all that stuff so the guy who called me was pretty chill I'm sure people who try to like recruit for reality TV shows, like they're all just trying to fill the slots. Like they, they right. don't, they actually, you know, do want you to succeed. There's, you're probably not interesting enough or whatever. But right. But this guy was honest with me, and he's like, "Hey, we're in like we've already cast most of the cast, but we're looking for the funny, quirky guy." <laughs> oh, and that should have been you, Nate. To be totally honest, I always like tell you to do these things, but you never do it. Um, well, then I don't have a COVID shot, so <laughs> valid, valid. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So he, so he basically kind of gave me the feedback of like, "Hey, like you know, cool. We'll say up for the interview. Like, we do need you to make us laugh." So, um, and that's when I was like, Nate, what would you say for some of these answers? I literally just texted you immediately. It was like, tell me what, <laughs> tell me what I should write here. I like took the time. I, I'm not as uh, quick as an improv as you, but actually, you know how I am. If I have time to prepare, I, I think I'm actually like pretty good. Oh yeah. Crush it. And while, you know, you're hilarious in these episodes, they would go nowhere without like me poising you know, setting you up for situations. Right. Um, Otherwise, I'd be rambling just like an old man at the supermarket. Definitely. Well, you'd like make everybody laugh, but then you you would offer no solution on where to go next <laughs> in the plot. Like it would it would literally. So anywho, so answered all those 30 questions, whatever, sent them over. And then I, I kind of lucked out. You know, I tried to bring it up every episode, but somehow it happens. But I'm a gay guy. These are two gay guys from West Hollywood, which is like the gayest place in oh, California. Yeah. So they're like, we're two Holly- West Hollywood queens. So, you know, don't worry. And yeah, it was like his name was Tony. And I definitely was like milking it for all it's worth. I was always trying to make him laugh. Just I th- he asked a couple of questions. I'm like, what do you think, Tony? Like, <laughs> right, this shit like that. Like I was just right. using his name a lot. And uh, I, I did my best. I can uh, write like I could only so much insight. I'm sure these guys are like very veiled and, and guarded, you know, about like how well you did. But to be honest, I, I find myself to be an insightful person. I usually know if I got the job or not after an interview. Right. And we've talked about this before too. like Nate, when we get to interviews, we almost always get the job. Like, oh, yeah. That's, that's where we seal the deal, like face to face or at least voice to voice. And like, exactly. this is mine now. I want it. Like the charisma and the expertise by that time, we just take over. So, so with that comes some insight. And and anywho, long story short, 
I could tell I most of his laughs for sure seemed real. There probably mm-hmm. were some like fake ones. And at the end, when he stopped recording the interview, he was like, you actually did a good job. Yeah. That said, sadly, they said, hey, uh, it'll be three to four weeks before you hear back. And if you don't hear back, quote, move on with your life. Oh. Um, <laughs> and I did hear back, but it, it was they, they said they filled the spots. So I didn't get it. But we talked about it. A few reasons why, like, at the end of the day, it's not the end of the world. But I did really want it. And I was getting so excited for it. And I was reading books on reality TV. I was like watching videos. I was like, re- I was reviewing Squid Games again, like watching that show over yeah, again. Prepping. Honestly, if, if you guys want to know a little bit more uh, about like what goes on. So some shows I learned like offer stipends for like, so some some reality TV shows, the longer you're on the show by day or by week, you get a stipend for how much money uh, you get to be on. Oh, okay. And it's very low, usually like hundreds of dollars, like a couple mm-hmm. hundred a day or a week. And that's it. Like nothing crazy. And then other shows like Survivor, actually you get... So obviously the winner gets a million dollars, but the second place person maybe gets 100,000 and the third place Ooh. maybe gets 50,000. So other shows have like tiered. Yeah, yeah. The thing with this show is they were like, you will get no money because the prize was going to be one of the biggest prizes, quote, in reality TV history. They said, just like the Squid Games show, it was going to oh be 4.6, what, two, 4.6 or whatever mm-hmm. was the number million dollars. So that's what they're giving away. So they're like, only the first place person is getting cash. Nobody else is. No. And then, you know, you're not getting a stipend for being out here. And then it could take film for as long as a month. That honestly would be challenging, Nate. It would have filmed in the UK. They would have flew me out there and like fed me, of course, and stuff. But like, right. it would have been kind of like a vacation, but you can't go out. You're sequestered during this shit. Like, you're right. kind of like penned up once you lose until they On send lockdown. you back. So I could have been out there for like a month, not getting paid and lost the show. So it might not have been the best show for me to go on if I just want to get my feet wet with reality TV. But right. Nate, I was like really hoping I got it. And just based on the, the gay guy's reaction that interviewed me, um, I was like, I think I think I can do this. I like didn't wear sleeves. You're talking about my big arms. I didn't wear sleeves. I was that guy. Um, and I was trying my hardest, but doing a bunch of pushups before they video called you. <laughs> I did. I did yeah. lateral lifts with my adjustable dumbbells. Absolutely, <laughs> Nate. I'm not stupid. Um, but it uh, sadly, it wasn't meant to be. So that either means there's another show or maybe Nat 1 is still the way to go. I'm looking forward to when Squid Games reality TV comes out because I want to see the quirky guy that took your spot. Yeah, right? Let's shit. Honestly, we're going to have to pivot the show at that point and take a break from Daft Monks and just do recaps of each episode and just shit all over whoever we think the guy was that took my spot. And oh, also yeah. the show. And that that's another reason, Nate, why I kind of like also don't mind not being on the show because I think I loved Squid Games. So that's why I wanted to be on a Squid Games reality show. However, the whole point of the show Squid Games was about how capitalism like ruins everything. So kind of making a reality show of Squid Games was like they missed the point of the show Squid Games. Right. But I think it still would have been funny. They asked you like, how would you play the game? And I was like, I said, I'd be a moral wild card. And then I was joking about like, one day I'd be Becky's best friend. And the next day I'd push her off the ledge, um, <laughs> which I'm sure everybody says. But I, I literally was like, I don't know. I'd be a, a, a sob story for the person who has cancer. And the next day I wouldn't give a shit about her dying mom. Um, yeah. You know? But everybody says it, but you would have actually done it. Yeah. <laughs> is the difference right. that's the difference <laughs> wasn't meant to be nate but maybe next time i haven't stopped i'm still that just has encouraged me to send more videos in so there might at some point i'm gonna get my 15 minutes of fame and you bet i'll be linking out to the podcast right maybe it'll be tony again and he'll be like nate it's tony 
Hey. We got the one for you. <laughs> it's going to be like that that scene from Dodgeball that you like where I'm like washing cars and like yeah. skimpy clothing and there's just a guy with like pit bulls barking at me. <laughs> Getting there nice and deep like. <laughs> <laughs> That's the show that they're like, we think we need a quirky guy for that. So, man, they would have loved you, Nate, though, aside from the COVID shot. Oh, I know. Nate, I would have absolutely fabricated a document that said you had that vaccine. Right. And like they're going to question it, be like, no. let's just get this guy on the show. So. yeah like <laughs> it might be messed up but i would i would not want you to miss your opportunity oh so they hated me over there as soon as i got <laughs> off the plane i would have been like oh here we are in london cheerio <laughs> Harry Potter. that's what i was just gonna say like nate uh, let me ask you some of the questions they asked me like what would you have to, like what would have been your like strategy for the game what would like which of the if you remember the squid games games they played which ones would you have been excited or good at and just your thoughts on how would you have tried to win over that uh that west hollywood recruiter guy oh right that's tough i don't really know because i know with your personality how you tried running it that would have worked great but then realistically for me i would have probably like just been a little timid at first but then once i knew who the group was then i'm gonna start being mean to people but like jokingly mean like a little example, there's a lady that she's a, a friend of a friend kind of deal. And I always see her at the gas station and she hates me because every morning I'm like, oh, Misty, it's so early and yet you're sober. What's what's up with that? And she's like, shut up, Nate. And then I guess my friend was still in there. And the lady behind the register was like, that guy is so funny. And Misty was like, no, he fucking thinks he's funny. She hates me and I love it. So it would definitely be something like that with all the contestants for like, it's going to be a mixed bag where some people are like, oh, that guy's funny. And then everybody else can be like, I can't fucking stand that guy. <laughs> yeah. And then as far as like questions and stuff go, I don't really know. Like, how am I going to play the game? Be like, ooh, uh, my favorite game was the one with the glass. And I really liked what that guy did where he just started throwing people onto the glass. <laughs> I could see you doing that. <laughs> that would be my go-to strategy. I'd be like, who's next? Especially being a large American and most of those people were South Koreans. <laughs> I believe I could easily lift them over my head and just throw them like stepping stones onto the glass and be like, okay, that one's safe. Next Man, Nate, I can't wait to go back and watch the show. I, I think we'll have to do like a recap episode or just launch a second podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Breaking so, down Squid yeah. Games. Even if the episode's 30 minutes long, we're going to do a full one hour, hour and a half dive into the episode. Nate, you know how I am, right? I'm always like thinking about like just in case this is the thing that like sets us into, you know, the the halls of, of, of stardom. I had already grabbed a domain, saved some social media handles. I, I grabbed Squid Pro Bro. And was going to use that. That was going to be the name of our show. Like I was getting everything ready for yeah. us to completely drop Daft Monks like a fucking <laughs> like it was nothing and rebrand into like a squid, a squid Games thing that would like recap our show with me being on it and just try to make the most out of our 15 minutes. I was going to milk it, man. We, we still might have to do that. Who knows? Like if we're doing the Squid Games episodes regardless, but if they pick up better than this stupid show, then we'll fuck this show. <laughs> we'll yeah. just cover reality TV. If they didn't want me authentically, maybe, or unauthentically, maybe they'll want me after all I do is shit all over the first season. And then they'll be like, you know oh, what? Yeah. This is the guy we should have had season one. We'll bring him back season two. Yep. Fun fact, though, you never want to apply. This is another reason why I want to get on that show is I'm like, it's a new show. Everybody, like, usually after the first season of a show, 
that show receives a lot more applications for contestants oh. after the first season. So now I'm sure it's going to be wildly hard, but right. But you're already in the, the like yeah. the database. Exactly. I get the news. I get the recruitment things now for, for TV yeah. shows. Yeah, I'm already there. I was like, cause you also know how it is. Like I don't have the look for television. I'm not, uh, I have a, I have a face for radio, as they would say, or whatever that phrase is. Um, I just, you know, I'm not that standard beauty image that they try. Honestly, I don't know if either of us are. Like, oh, I'm definitely not tall, blonde, and you know, jacked type deal and shredded right. or whatever. But because there's like 400 and some contestants, I think they literally were going to have 400 contestants. I'm like, this is it. That's enough statistically. All I need is 0.25 percent to be selected. Right. And I was like, this is my chance. And uh, Like, there's got to be some average looking people on this show. Yeah. Like, I'm not great, but I'm better than that guy. Right. You know, I'm better than one out of four oh, yeah. <laughs> people in the population. You, you can get away with that on a reality show. I don't know if you've watched any other show. Like, Megan was watching some series and it had normal looking people on it. And it was so off-putting. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? There's nothing but a bunch of uggos on this show because we're so brainwashed into seeing only beautiful people on TV. Yeah. These And they weren't ugly. They were normal no. looking yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But man, it made my brain go through a loop. I'm like, what the fuck are we watching? Like, what is this garbage? Like, <laughs> I'm not interested in this. Anywho, I think we wasted enough time about my my wasted potential for reality TV. Stay tuned. Maybe Squid Pro Bro podcast will become a thing. It's coming. It's coming back. All right, Nate. With that, I think you ready to jump back into some some Daft Monks? I am more than ready. I'm super excited. Great. And I want to share, I mean, this basically makes no sense. But if you're one of like the true followers, and you're actually listening to this as it comes out, you're going to notice something weird in our podcast feed. And what we did is I took the I think there's about five episodes in season one that are specific to the storyline for Trevor Belmont and Van Helsing. Uh, so they were D hunters episodes, there was a, a what do we call it? D&D Deathmatch. And yes, then there, there was one. I think there was one too. I think I don't know if we added it from Roleplay Rapids, but yeah. these are canon episodes that are basically prequel stories to Death Monks. And, uh, you know, I was like, fuck it. I moved them over to season two. So episode one two, through episode five now is actually season one episodes that are canon stories that lead up to episode five, which is the start of, of Death Monks in season two. So a little confusing, but if you're listening, that's what those, they're not new episodes. If you've already listened through season one, then you know what they are. But now if you, haven't listened if you're like season one sounded like ass but i want to know what the daft monks were doing in season one now you can very easily just go through the first five episodes and be caught up yep i think we took a a lot of that from our hero and savior george lucas where uh why start with number one when you can start with number four Exactly. There's just more because now you know there's you know more coming, less coming. It's it's fine, right? And now we just have to do a shitty uh, sequel trilogy. Yes, with Jar Jar Binks and Greta. <laughs> oh my god, dude, Nate! I get so dude. I don't even know if we talk about this in, in season one, but I can't fucking stand the last three Star Wars movies that came out. Oh, with Adam Driver. Who is making the dagger maps? Who's doing that? I have no idea. <laughs> that's that's the part I get real. Like, who? Nothing in those movies make any sense. Like, there's no. Oh, I, and no. I know they had different directors and stuff. Literally, this doesn't make any sense. The story, movie to movie, I don't know what's going. Like, not because it's space, not because it's the future, because it literally. They're like, oh, it's General Lando. He's just been sitting on this planet during a festival looking for the dagger map. Like, what? Yeah. What? And then there's just been this beacon and someone made a map of the Death Star ruins that has a beacon inside of it. Mm -hmm. 
um, what? Who's doing this? And then right. hides that dagger on another plant. Like nobody, no. And then the, the powers that Ray has and Adam Driver, like what, what, what did they, like they don't explain any of that or why that's a thing. None of it. Right. None of it. I, I didn't like how all of a sudden they were like superheroes. Like it used to be people with powers, but all of a sudden Princess Leia gets jettisoned into space and she's like, well, I'm going <sighs> to will myself oh. back onto the ship. I had like, suppressed that. I forgot that even happened. Yeah, that made me angry. And like, I was cool with them making her a general. I was even cool with after she passed away, them just reanimating her face <laughs> to continue milking <laughs> her character. But then, <laughs> but then when she like death flies through the space i don't it got right. wild name like that ain't gonna happen no like, i'm sorry and then palpatine gets thrown down the shaft by vader but all of a sudden <laughs> he can survive that shit meanwhile my guy mace windu gets thrown out of a window on coruscant and he didn't survive that like what the fuck bullshit. is going on bullshit yes. and nay i love palpatine i think he is the funniest guy like honestly any sketch of palpatine is hilarious the robot chicken one yes all of those are so fucking funny and they just did him they literally brought him back and then when they were like oh raise a palpatine like what like right you've not alluded to that at all like basically in the first movie they're like they left it vague about her parents and it's incredibly clear to me they're like we're not sure yet what we're gonna do with this and then by like this the third movie they're like yeah we didn't think of anything let's make her a palpatine like it's just wow like disney right. really just manufactured that pile of shit and I don't know. I'm not. It's not like the the other six movies are <laughs> anything amazing, but they made sense, Nate. Like, right. sure, is the first th is the prequel movies basically like eight hours of sp like space senate? <laughs> yes, and is Jar Jar Binks totally an unnecessary embellishment? Sure, but yes. if you watch episode one, two, three, there's a story that makes yeah. fucking sense. There's no like, there's no weird things that I'm like, why did that happen at all? And that makes no sense. And right. and the powers are usually the same. It's like. I can kind of like mind control. I can force push or pull. I can jump and do some acrobatics and I can yep. fight with a lightsaber. That's like your core shit. Not, and, and then like lightning if you're fucking Palpatine or whatever. But right. that's basically it. And then in this last movie, now they're doing magic tricks like sending lightsabers through portals yeah, and mind teleporting and speaking to each other through stuff and just none of it ever is explained or makes any sense oh no it's like they're just powerful just deal with it yeah and yeah and the whole that's his daughter thing like before even the gay culture thing made this big rise i just always assumed even when i was little that palpatine <laughs> was just a gay guy because like really yeah is, in this is a bit this is real no this isn't a bit this is real like in my mind i just always assumed he was a gay guy like the the way that he dressed his mannerisms you never see him with a lady and anytime you never see a man in power with no lady what are you automatically assuming he doesn't like ladies and if you don't like ladies then obviously you like dudes and <laughs> this is in my mind so when it came out that's his daughter i'm like when who how did this happen? It obviously wasn't <laughs> when he looked at least like a normal human being while he was still on the Senate. It was after he turned into yeah, a butt forehead. Totally. So <laughs> who is doing stuff with him after he has a butt forehead as an albino elderly man? Who is that poor lady? You want to see the 23 in me? And <laughs> yes. Who's the mom? Who's the fucking mom that 
was like, you know what? I'm doing this for myself. I'm going to get out of the gutter. You know, I've been living on the streets of Coruscant my whole fucking life. This is it. I'm going to rise up. I'm going to take his egg and his seed and then I'm going to be set for life. And meanwhile, she didn't know he was a Sith. He just thought he was a senator. He probably kills her. And then somehow the baby ends up on Tatooine or whatever the fuck. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> the Palpatine thing really fucked me up. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I don't know what to address there. I mean, there's just so much. I'm offended. I'm astonished all kind of at the same time. But at the end of the day, I'll agree with you, not about him being homosexual, but that it made no, it made no sense because timeline wise, this, it would have had to happen while he, you know, like was an emperor. The only thing I'll say, and I'm not going to try to make sense of something that clearly didn't make sense and have any kind of backstory but in the like books that are all like crazy canon like mm-hmm. they try to clone power and even i think that's what snoke was that like guy that dies Ooh, okay. early on pretty much they try to clone the emperor many 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 times so i wonder if like he's a palpatine like oh maybe it's like clone oh maybe maybe one of the clones is like you know what i don't want to make a comeback and take over the empire i just want to beg some chicks yeah. while i still look like a normal fucking human being without yes. a butt forehead settle down a little bit start a family have a moisture farm you know everyone's dream uh okay okay all right i that was a wild tangent all because i said i added five episodes to the start of season two but that said um let's dive into the show okay the darkness is approaching yet again the vampires have outnumbered us four to one And our odds are not in our favor. It seems as if all hope is lost. I wouldn't quite say lost, as probably misplaced or something along those lines. But either way, fear not, for Van Helsing and Belmont are here to save you. Okay, so where we left off, Nate... (laughs) We just had to get it off our chest, apparently. We just had to get it off our chest. Okay, yeah. so where we left off last episode, Nate, and that was uh, a little bit messy, but we, we pretty much 100% improv that one, and you could tell. But after our long break and the whole Herod Vineyard church burning down, demon monster thing, we were like, hey, no church is safe. We got to go to my family home, the Belmont Manor which is like in disarray, collapsed, abandoned, all that jazz. But I have some like, you know, there's a whole archive of like awesome weapons, knowledge, and we can use it to arm ourselves against Dracula. Cool. That sounds great. Basically, a lot of like trauma starts to become a resurface, we'll say, for Belmont. And then what is really surprising and very, (laughs) this is very organic and, and mostly just pretty much improv the entire time was apparently we decided that Ben Helsing is incredibly familiar with this home. <laughs> like, yes. literally, it's like he was almost always there through Belmont's childhood. And then at the end, of course, Belmont gives Van Helsing some very specific directions. Don't go over here. And long story short, we uncover Van Helsing's old mentor, Bingo Bango, the Sri Lankan Swami Guru extraordinaire. And that's where we left off. So I think at the end of that episode, they were going to go kind of consult each other, catch up on the times, figure out a plan for the whole Dracula thing. And then that's where we're picking up today. I think so. And as a a side note, I just now, from your summary, picturing it in my head, that Belmont's probably pretty messed up because anytime he's having a memory now of his childhood, (laughs) it's doing that thing in the movie where he sees the memory, but then it pans over and Van Helsing's right there. (laughs) 
<laughs> and not just like like sometimes he's like the waiter sometimes he's like just eating at the dinner table yes. or like sometimes he's like doing the laundry sometimes behind he's just, a plant yeah, yeah. <laughs> just obviously standing down. <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy okay all right so we're, we're, we're gonna pick up <clears throat> then Helsing and bingo go over the plans one more time what are the rules while i'm gone there will be no going into the library again and also no going into your bedroom to play with your dollies. They're not dollies. Action figures. Thank you. Correct. Correct. I think that was it. Like, I'm obviously keeping this portrait of your mother. It's quite exquisite, especially around here in the lower chest region. Okay. No, stop. Fine. We said you could keep that one portrait because you literally keep peeling it off of the wall and it won't hang anymore. But that's it. Everything else. Leave it alone. Okay. Okay. Yes, I agree. And bingo, uh, even though you've been locked in my basement for 20 years, I feel like you're the more responsible one. So I need to make sure that you're taking care of him. Oh, by the way, bingo's getting a voice change this episode because there's no way I can I can manage uh, whatever I was trying last episode. Okay, perfect. I'm going for like a George Takai thing here. But uh, oh, yes, young Belmont, <laughs> I will make sure Van Helsing stays very on top of things and doesn't let a, a piece uh, move out of place. Quite right. He shall watch me, and I shall watch him, and we shall watch each other, if you will. Okay, very good. Now, as as we've discussed, I'm going to uh, do some reconnaissance at the Dracula Lair, a.k.a. Dracula, to find out what they're up to, make sure that this pinpoint location on the map where we were tipped off on is legitimate, and help discover maybe a plan of attack, how we'll get in, in, out, easy, know do the deed get out of there and whatnot so i i don't know how long i'll be gone i'll probably take a few weeks or not or a couple days i don't know just just stay here stay put don't go anywhere and i'll be back i'm sorry boy there was a caterpillar crawling across my boot i didn't hear anything you said but trust uh me and bingo here we'll keep the place upright i promise you that good luck on your finding stuffs i'll miss you too buddy (laughs) and he walks out ah bingo that could be my son you know We have much to talk about, Van Helsing. In my time down there, you have grown soft, weak, Mm. and even Mm. more concerning, moral. Oh, yes. Yes. The Van Helsing I trained back then would be disgusted by the person you've become. I have gotten rather flabby and frumpy, if you will. Diabetes aside, this is a spiritual journey that I think we need to reconnect you. It sounds like there is no better time than now to recommence your training. Does that mean we'll be eating mushrooms? Because I've grown quite fond of finding random mushrooms in the forest and then you chomp down on them a little bit and then you go on an epic journey of killing clowns and whatnot. You son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> All right, let's go find some. Um, First things first, though, I believe I want to raid or do reconnaissance, as Belmont would say, <laughs> in the <laughs> kitchen area. So let's go there first. That sounds good, my boy. To the kitchen and... <laughs> little daft monk's icon yeah. like, on the screen <laughs> so i'm not quite sure what van helsing's looking for but uh yeah you arrive in the van helsing or the belmont family kitchen mm, yes this is quite like i remember it i used to make quite a few late night sandwiches down here after a good rendezvous with the lady of the house let me see here and he starts uh rummaging through just cabinets and shit knocking stuff down looking around Oh, yes, here it is. I found it. Good memories. We shall be taking this bingo. This right here is a core memory of my heart. And he's holding up a very large chocolate fondue 
fountain. Ah, my boy, I almost forgot about the chocolate fountain. <laughs> yes, quite right. Lots of good memories, but it seems that, uh, obviously there was some kind of attack or something, and the maids or butlers didn't clean this very good. It's very, it's caked all over. I'm gonna still try to taste it and see if it's good. And he licks the however long year old chocolate. I'm gonna roll for you a constitution. I hope you would. And it is a 13. I've had worse things in my mouth. <laughs> oh my. He's just, he's just going to be a church to guy, basically. Anyway, he's gonna, like, okay, I hope your appetite is filled now, my boy, because we have much work to do. Your first trial, follow me. Oh, that doesn't sound too hard at all. I'm good at following. I'll follow you. Okay. So you go to, like, not the archive, but, like, the lowest floor in the house, and, uh, it's kind of this, I don't know, whatever, empty room. Uh, has some like broken furniture or whatever. But in the middle of the room, you hear a tap, tap, tap. And, you know, looking around, you can see there is a leak uh, in the house. And so Bingo Bango walks over to the leak and he says, Ben Helsing, your first lesson is to learn to observe nature. Point number one. Look up here and see this leak. What is happening right here? Okay, I am looking up. And I am seeing that they didn't use adequate plumbing in this house. Very cheap. Very unprofessional for the Belmont family household. They should have used copper pipes. Very good. Now, I want you. And there's like a pool of water on the ground. He's like, what your job is, is to make this pool of water go away. Okay. And you can only use your hands. Oh, just my hands. Go. Oh, he like slaps you. <laughs> oh, oh, um, okay, and I just start scooping up the water and just looking around for a place to throw, and I just throw it like five feet away from me. Wrong, my boy. Wrong. Oh. Our job, as I said, is to observe nature. We are not to meddle. We are to let the natural occurrence of events happen. Observe. And then Bingo like gets in like he stands over the puddle and does like a meditation type like thing, like a little like pose, like kung fu. And then, like, Kung Fu Move punches into the ground and punches a hole in the floor. And all the water, like, just seeps through the floor. He's like, you are not trying to remove the water. You are trying to help it pass. Again, we observe. We do not change the sequence of events. We are there to benefit from them and help them pass through, my boy. You are so wise, Bingo. I I couldn't even comprehend what just happened there. I, I apparently misunderstood. I need to... Steady my focus. I I can see this now. Am, is my, my, my task complete? Am I trained? Absolutely not, my boy. But oh. you are 100% right. Next, we will discuss your focus. Follow okay. me to Belmont's bedroom. Focusing. All right. Focus. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> I thought we weren't... Oh, yes. Let's go to Belmont's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so you go up in there. Then he'll sing. Tell me why we are here. Because we were told not to, so obviously that's the first thing that we do. Excellent. Or second. We observe <laughs> We observe nature, but we are not limited by it. We cannot be told no, Van Helsing. We must dig into our deepest, most impulsive behaviors and desires, and we must grant them what they need. We are here doing the forbidden in Belmont's bedroom. And you know what that is. The, the forbidden? No. What is that? We're going to work on your focus. Oh, okay. He stops unbuttoning his shirt. <laughs> he, uh, so Bingo takes out under his bed, Belmont's bed. I guess he knows his bedroom. I guess he gave a bunch of dolls, so he knows it very well. 
we established in the last episode. And he uh, <laughs> finds his journal, Belmont's journal, rips out the pages and just like tosses it and grabs like a blank page and a quill. And he's like, now, your focus. I need you to remember this. Take this quill, take this paper and mm-hmm. write down everything Belmont said he was going to do on his journey. Oh, shit. I want to make sure you were paying attention. Okay. Um, the first thing is reconnaissance. Mm-hmm. Reconnaissance where? Um, to Dracula's. Yes. When? To this week, sometime. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Why? Yeah. Um, because we have to kill him. Excellent. Sign your name. Okay. Scribble, scribble, dot, dot. Now you got a cootie shot. Excellent. You've passed the test. And he takes it and folds it up and then like sticks it in an envelope and then goes to the window and like whistles and like a raven comes down. <laughs> he like ties it to that bird and sends it off. He's like, very good, Van Helsing. Your focus has been sharpened. Well, what the fuck was that? No, what was that? You had a, a messenger bird? All will be revealed, my son. Now. Okay. The next challenge. Uh, Follow me. Oh, all right. I look out the window before we leave. I'm looking around at that bird. Like, <laughs> if he's been down there for that long, how long has that bird been waiting there? <laughs> Outrageous. You think the tree would just be covered in shit from a bird waiting there for years? Also, I want you to roll me a insight uh, check. Well, I guess I'll roll it for you. Um, yeah, you roll it. I don't have oh, God. You rolled a three. Okay. Yeah. The bird flew away. <laughs> Crazy. Must have been a whole family of birds just over time, just waiting for Bingo to come back. I need to... I'm going to take notes and write it on my hand. Like, I'm going to take notes on this. How to develop a rat family that will serve me for generations. I'm coming. I'm coming. Absolutely crazy. (laughs) And then I follow him. Okay, so you go out to, like, the Belmont training grounds, and uh, he's like, now... For your next set of training, Van Helsing, you must become one with your inner beast. Like finding my animality? Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking of. (laughs) Yes, you must find your animality. First, I want you to meditate on those monkey bars. Monkeys. Okay. Wait, upside down? Sure. However, is relaxing for your body. Well, not a lot. I'm kind of fat (laughs) and out of shape. This breathing isn't even relaxing for my body at this point. Shh, listen to the sounds of your fat, digestive stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the chocolate. Van Helsing, tell me, what animality are you? What is your spirit animal? I am picturing in my mind's eye. I am going down a kaleidoscope. Of emotions, bingo. It's shapes and images and cheese and pirate hats and little monocles. Ooh, and little dapper mustaches. I see long, elongated teeth, two of them, and whiskers and little button nose and little hands that look like they have opposable thumbs, but not really, you know, because it's just a, it's a little, it's a rat. Oh, yes, a rat. Bingo is just staring you dead in the eye, silent for a moment, and then you hear a slow clap, <laughs> and he's like, yes, Venilising, you are the rat. Stealthy, useless, scavenging, but poisonous when not kept in check. Oh, yes, yes. I feel it in my bones, Bingo, being a rat, you know? Like, my nuts always drag across the floor, and I leave streaks of urine everywhere. It's it's pretty much my calling card at this point. <laughs> <laughs> is that true is that what rats do uh, anyway we're gonna neither hear nothing right <clears throat> now van helsing in a cooler universe you would turn into a giant rat and embrace your animality 
But in this universe, you can definitely not do that. So Aww. we need to find you a rat familiar. Okay, I guess I can do that. Are you sure I can't turn into a rat? I've heard of some people being able to turn into animals and such. Some of us can. Oh. And they are called druids. Oh, yes. Which you are not, my child. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, let me do the call of the rat and see if any of my old posse of rats comes near me. Um, I don't have a horn or anything. I'm just making that sound. And I, I want to say, I, this, we never really described... Did we ever really describe uh, Captain McNibbles very much? No, not really. Just that he was one of the pirate rats from the Nosferatu okay. episode. So, I don't know. In my mind, he was kind of like a handsome rat. Like, I don't know. Like, he, he was, like, cute and, like, animated and whatnot. Anyway, when you do this call, like, the grossest, most disease-ridden rodents... Like, truly, when you think of, like, a disgusting rat, like, kind of, like, just comes out, like, crawling from under, like, one of the debris and, like, just, like, presents itself and, like, bows to you. Oh, my God. And I start stepping on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, stomping? Yeah. Oh, did you see that bingo? That hideous beast almost attacked me. It came out of the shadows. I've never seen a monster like that before in my life. So actually, Bingo's a little speechless. <laughs> I don't think that's exactly how he thought that would go. So, I know. Can you believe it? It was hideous. We're going to chalk that one as conquering your inner beast and move on. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. But what was that thing, you know? Like, it looked like Master Splinter had the, the, the Rona, but mixed with oh, his, the disgusting. Like, he looked sickly. He, oh, I'm, I'm going to throw up just thinking about it. Follow me, my child. Okay. It's like scraping my boot off in the grass <laughs> yes. as we're walking. I'm like, this is disgusting. <laughs> okay, so next you go into some other abandoned room in Belmont's house. It doesn't matter. It plays a shithole. And he has you sit down in the middle of an empty floor and places a blindfold around your eyes. Okay. Then Hilsing, your senses have become dull. As the expert thief that you once were, you were prime in terms of stealth, sleight of hand. But now, like, what am I about to do? And before you even speak, he slaps you in the face. Duh! Duh! You sucker punched me! Yes, I taught you the sucker punch. And yet, you didn't even see it coming. And it's not because you're wearing a blindfold. I didn't. No, I couldn't sense a thing. Usually I can tell when there's a sucker about that needs a good sucker punch. But you, sir, you bamboozled me good. Excellent. And you are right. Usually, you do sucker punch a sucker when he's around. Ben Helsing, this is your next challenge. Open up your mind and your senses. We are not alone here. <gasps> We're not. Hold your breath and become one with the Belmont shithole and find what is here with us. Oh, okay. <gasps> I immediately let my breath out. I'm like, oh, hold on. <laughs> uh, I, need to, I need to rethink this. It's been a while since I held my breath for any longer than a matter of a second or two. You okay. don't necessarily need to hold your breath, Van Helsing. Just stop talking and pay attention. Well, that's even harder. Okay. And he just, so he rips the blindfold off. He's like, this isn't working. Okay. Look around. What is the most valuable thing in this room? Mm, probably this portrait of Belmont's mom I've been carrying around. <laughs> okay. But financial, like not, not, not in terms of memory valuable or you know personal value, but actual like financial value. What is the most valuable thing in this room? 
mm, your knowledge, bingo, because this is a shithole. I mean, literally over there in the corner, there's shit in a hole in the floor. Yes, and it's fresh. Oh, okay. Have you not noticed, Van Helsing, you used to have an eye, you know, an eye for what we could heist, what we could lift off of, uh, you know, someone's home. There's nothing of value in here, Van Helsing. It's almost like somebody has been taking all of the valuable items and selling them. Oh, you are right. Who would do such a thing to the beautiful Belmont family coming here and try to destroy their home like this? Yes, who indeed. <laughs> and uh, um, I'm going to say that like Bingo like starts walking casually like he's such a beautiful day out. And then he reaches out and grabs like through the curtain. There's like a tattered curtain, but still like mostly intact. And he grabs and like almost like he's like force choking somebody through the curtain. And then somebody starts like <coughs> and he reveals the curtain and it is none other than the merchant from episode one or now episode <gasps> five, the penguin. <laughs> Oh, you son of a bitch. When did you die and become a ghost and haunt the Belmont family household? Uh, guys, uh, sorry. I Okay, a little suspicious me, you know, just wandering around here. Honestly, this no one's been here for, for months. I, I didn't think anybody else was here anymore. Um, listen, guys, I've just, I've fallen on hard times. You know, I used to be, you know, an, a, a, a up and coming merchant, you know, and, and that kind of thing. But then, man, I married the wrong chick and her son is just the worst. Okay. He just terrorizes me. Honestly, he won't put the trash away. He won't take the trash out. He won't do anything. And this adds up over time. And I just got stressed, man. I got stressed. And then I started selling thing, the wrong things to the wrong people. And then I owed people money and it just got real bad. So I came to this place. No, Nobody was here, had a bunch of valuable shit. So I just started, you know, taking it and selling it to get by. And then I was like, maybe I could just live here. I'm like, it's a shithole. Why don't I just shit in the floor? Nobody's going to care. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of people are here. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I start hiding behind curtains, man. Like, look, it's like, hey, no, no harm, no foul, right? Wait a second. I know you. You're the stepdad from the market. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're uh, no pants guy, right? Well, it was hot that day, a sweltering heat, some would say, and leather pants, you know, and sweltering heat. We've all seen that episode of Friends where Ross has the leather pants and then he's got to use the chalk on them and then like it's all nasty and lotiony and then he's on that date with that lady and we've all seen it. I don't know anything you just said, but sure. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Listen, I just, uh, you know, that was, that was actually really where things truly got out of control. You know, that day, my briefcase broke. I kept packing shit in it. It kept breaking every couple miles, every couple blocks. It just broke. The latches broke back open. I dropped all my shit. Then, then I went to the ball pit to pick up my my actual son, and he found a crossbow. And it just it got bananas, man. You know, like being a parent just fucking sucks. And so I thought, you know, I'll just come here and you know, like just take a you know a break from everything. And hmm. listen, guys, I'm just going to take off, man. Uh, I think, honestly, there's nothing left to value here except, you know, whatever's in that gate downstairs. And I, I think let's just cut, cut our losses. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. So thanks. Well, I, don't, I don't think we could just let you leave. You've been stealing stuff from uh, th- this close family of mine. I've known these people for years and you can't just steal stuff. And OK, I understand you've had hard times. I remember at one point you were randomly pushed down by a very handsome gentleman, I'm sure. And all your knickknacks got knocked out. And then a, whoa, two fellows went by and laughed at you. And that must have been horrible. And then there's your kid like killing somebody with a crossbow. And that was awful. And uh, I'm sorry for these things. But you can't just go into someone's house and steal. That's not what we do here. 
And as you finish, Bingo's like, I agree with Ben Hilsing. And then he quickly takes out a knife because he's uh, he's actually like a rogue character class mm-hmm. is how I built him. And he takes out lightning fast, crazy sleight of hand, like takes out a knife, holds it up to the guy's penguin's hand. He's like, give us all of the money, 50% of what you've made off of selling this. And then we will let you go. Well, bingo, I wasn't going to go there. Okay. Oh, guys, guys, uh, uh, man, uh, it's just like, I don't know if I have that money, you know, like, uh, I, I, hey, I, I, I could get it for you. I could get it for you. I just, I don't have it right now. I don't have it right now because the fucking stepkid, you know, he needs clothes. He wants a hoverboard. Like, he's like, what the fuck? He always wants something. He always needs, you know, a physical so he can play lacrosse. You know, he's not even that fucking coordinated. I don't get it, but I, I don't have it right now. <clears throat> Bingo's like, okay, you have two options. I kill you right now. Or you become forever indebted to us as a man slave. And suck a punch. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, uh, um, okay, I guess what is was option two entail? Since you know the former is not you know super pleasant. You will go to the next destination that I tell you and wait for my commands, and you will not go anywhere, or I will reveal to the Belmont uh, child that you have been stealing from him, and he will murder you, and then I will murder you, and then you will be murdered, double murdered. Triple murdered if I get involved. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Uh, okay, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll meet you downstairs for your next, await your next order. Very good. Uh, before you go, I would like to take this little pen that I have here with ink, and I will put a little nose on your nose and some little mouse whiskers, <laughs> and you shall now be known instead of Penguin as... Mm, McNibbles. You are now McNibbles. Go on, McNibbles. Chop, chop. Okay, and he just kind of like walks off looking behind him confused. Bye, McNibbles. <laughs> as you hear like, at first you hear like someone like walking down the stairs, then you kind of just hear running and then the door closes. <laughs> I, I think he ran away. <laughs> yes, but not without this. And I hold up like a bag of gold uh, that he clearly had. Well, you took that from him without him noticing? Was it the sucker punch? Did I help? Not at all. Oh. It was stolen before he even revealed himself. Wow. You are so good still. Even being locked away for all those years, you think you'd be a little rusty or something, you know? But you still got it, Bingo. I still do. And soon, you'll have it too. Follow me, my boy. All right, I'm following along. How, How did he get that? I didn't even see it. Who are you talking to? Myself. I monologue from time to time as if a bunch of other people are listening to my thoughts and stuff. <laughs> and with that, he leads you into uh, Belmont's mother's room, who you actually remember her name was Vanessa. Vanessa. Ooh, Vanessa. Yes. Just walking into this room and smelling the lilac and cucumber melon stuff gives me an instant... Um, uh, attention, if you know what I'm saying. That is actually the scent of my snake oil, Ben Hilsing. Ah, oh, well, I'm going to have to get a bottle of that before we go. <laughs> it's helping me with things. It's like CBD oil. I just... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, uh, also, have you been carrying around that that like portrait with you everywhere? Can we just yes. say that's been happening? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Bingo walks in and immediately uh, he, I guess, has already prepared some flint and some... Um, tinder or whatever to, to light and he lights the fireplace there's like a nice little fireplace in there he has a little bit of a fire going and he says sit down indian style 
or Native American style, whatever we're calling it these days. Sit down and cross-legged. Okay, I don't know the politically correct term for how to sit like this. You know, you're taught one thing as a child, and then all of a sudden the times change. It's fine. I'm from the Orient. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, he can't just sit by crossing his legs. He has to sit flat on his butt and then grab each leg individually and tuck it in. There we go. Let me undo my pants real fast. Uh, okay, I am ready now. <laughs> now, Van Helsing, you must let go of your biggest attachment. You are too attached to this earthly plane. And so I want you to think hard. What are you most attached to? Hmm... Ham sandwiches, loose women, possibly harpies, Belmont, of course. Um, this large painting. Of, yes. But no, no, no. I, I need that. I can't let go of that. You know what you have to do, Van Helsing. You must tear this portrait apart. But I just got it, and I missed it. And have you seen these bazoongas? They're very nice. And I, my memory's not as sharp as it once was, Bingo. And I need these little memories to get me through the day. It's really all I have left to live for. Don't make me destroy it, please. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what's that over there? And then I just rip some parchment <laughs> in my pocket. Like, there you go. Destroyed. But the painting's still behind my back. Then he'll sing, I'm not fooling around. If you don't do it, I will burn the painting and there will be no tattered pieces left. Oh, okay. Can I at least keep my favorite part of the portrait? <laughs> yes, my child. All right. And I take my knife out. And then uh, I'm sure nobody else has noticed, but there's actually a small hand-painted rat in the bottom right corner <laughs> of the portrait. And it looks like it was uh, drawn in after the fact. <laughs> and I cut that out and roll it up and put it in my pocket and then proceed to rip up the rest of the painting. Tears rolling down my face. I actually thought you were going to cut out just her chest. <laughs> was actually what I thought you were going to do. <laughs> what do you think I am, Bingo? Some kind of pervert? Very well. I've seen a million boobs and I'll see a million more. But these ones were nice. Oh. You have passed the test, the final test, my child. So there is one more thing you must do, and then you will be ready for ascension. Okay. Go, take the sack, and whatever is still remaining of value in this house, I want you to put in the sack, and meet me downstairs by the front door. All right, I'll do my best. I don't see what this has to do with anything, but you are a wise man, Bingo. Quick, quick, my boy. All right, hop to, yes, yes. Tears still rolling down my face. As you leave the room, uh, Bingo starts collecting up the pieces, and he notices, because, you know, some are, like, front, some are back. He notices on the back side of the, like, canvas some writing. And he's like, oh, my. <laughs> and he, he like, pieces, you know, like a puzzle, pieces all of yeah. it together, except the little corner where the, I guess, the drawn-in rat was. And there's actually, like, a letter. And it says, um, only Bingo knows this, but, My dearest Van Helsing, I knew you would find this letter one day. I knew this was one of your favorite portraits of us given that I was extra busty that day. You always looked at it when I was trying to talk to you about serious things. I want you to know that you were the love of my life. But even more than that, I want you to know something else. Victor, he knows. Uh, and you, well, you're not there, but Victor was uh, Belmont's father. Okay, check. Victor knows. My, my youngest, his name is Trevor. He is no Belmont. Victor... I believe knows and has begun treating the child poorly 
And sadly, my health has declined in recent years. <laughs> I don't think I will be here to see Trevor grow. So please take care of that boy, for he is, in fact, of Van Helsing. Sincerely, Vanessa. As Bingo reads this, he's like, oh my, this would be very shattering for young Van Helsing if you were to see this. And as he does that, he grabs all the pieces and goes, oopsie, and throws it into the fire. Oh, no. And as uh, you do that, you come back, Van Helsing comes back into the room. My boy, uh, is everything complete? Yes, I've gathered everything I could while you were in there dilly-dallying around. There's not really much. I got the silverware. There's this candelabra that was actually kind of risque. That's pretty much it. All, all I could really find. Excellent, my boy. Let's go down to the front door. Okay. Whenever we speed down there, he says, now, are you ready to pack your things and go, Van Helsing? Where, where are we going? I thought we were going to wait here for Belmont to return. Think about your challenges today. The water, the, the leak. We are not here to change the order of nature. If Dracula has returned, that is what nature intends. We are here to benefit from it. We are here to enjoy the situation and take advantage of it, as it were. We are not heroes, Van Helsing. We never have been. You have lost your way in these last 20 years. Going around pretending to be a monster hunter. Literally, when I left you, you were pretending to be a monster hunter. Somewhere you got lost and you actually started hunting monsters with this child of a Belmont, who means probably literally nothing to you, I'm sure. We're going. It is time we go back to rifting, scamming, and what we can do, make peace with Dracula, start rounding up cattle or human sacrifices, and get on his good side and become czars of the Transylvanian kingdom. Okay, sure. Um, be right back. I have to take a duke really, really long before a trip. So you stay here. Here's the stuff. I'll be right back. I promise. And then I, I run inside holding my butt like I have to poo real bad. But <laughs> I'm just going to draw on the dust on a table. Dear Belmont, um, bingo sucks, but I'm going to follow him. He's a bad guy. I'm good in my heart, I promise. I would never hurt you. I love your mother. Um, uh, um, come find us, please. I'm afraid he'll kill me. I'm weak and fat. This is a good thing that you have such an exquisite house. I'm writing all this. Because this is a long message on a dusty table, and it's getting quite long, and my finger's getting tired. Anyways, toodaloo. By the way, I killed a monster outside that was trying to break in. It was terrifying. Uh, I love you. Uh, find me. Bye. Van Helsing. <laughs> XOXO. Um, cool. So you go back out and you meet Bingo. Bingo, the yep. door. I am now ready. That was probably the longest dump I've taken in a long time. Let's go. Onward, you lead the way and I shall follow. Yes, everything will be flowers from here, my boy. Yes, potpourri. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, he opens the front door with a sack full of the remaining valuables in the Belmont home and they leave for good. And that is where we're going to end it today. Oh, man, it's getting so crazy. I intended to truly let you make the decision at the end of this episode of if you are going to follow Bingo or not. To be honest, I thought maybe you were going to not follow him, but you did. So we'll be having a lot more Bingo than I was planning. 
<laughs> um, but very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. I have always imagined we meet Ben Helsing in the beginning of all these episodes, and he's a terrible person. And he got that from somebody and he got it from right. Bingo. And Bingo is all the moral cesspool qualities of Van Helsing, but the competence of Belmont. So Bingo Ooh. is a very dangerous man. And Van Helsing is a very easily influenced uh, yes. side sidekick. So I'd be very curious to see how this goes. Right. Meanwhile, um, you can probably imagine maybe where that Raven with the details of Belmont went. To Dracula. Yeah. Dracula. <laughs> exactly. So I think in the next episode, we're going to pivot and uh, see how Belmont fares at Dracula's castle for his uh, stealthy reconnaissance mission. Ooh, I can be a random posse guy he picked up along the way. <laughs> but uh, in my, my thinking is that, yes, Van Helsing is a piece of shit. But he has grown very fond of Belmont and of trying to do the right thing. But because it is his old mentor and he's like, let's go like, uh, OK, he's like kind of falling back into it. Exactly. Exactly. It's good. It's good. Yeah, I'm excited. I think there might actually be some character development this season. <laughs> Stay tuned, listeners. There might be actual reasons to listen to the show aside from laughs and bits. And then Van Helsing dies of a cholesterol-related heart attack. <laughs> At some point, we have to come up with original characters so when we're free, we can merchandise stuff because we can't use Van Helsing. We can't right. use Belmont. We can't use Penguin. Dracula might be fine. Um, yeah. Actually, I think we can use Van Helsing because Van Helsing isn't like public domain because he's so old or something. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know how that works, but we might be able to use Van Helsing, but which is good because he's the funnier one. But Belmont is definitely owned by the whatever whoever owns Castlevania. The Namco or whatever. One day, if this blows up, we definitely actually probably can't print <laughs> like that merchandise. So at some point, we'll have to introduce some. Uh, that's why Bingo. You're going to start seeing some more OG characters in case we ever make it big and we can actually uh, profit off. <laughs> yeah, I'm picturing like the three of them together on a shirt, but Belmont's all pixelated out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the copyright over his face. <laughs> Tribor. <laughs> <laughs> it's four fucking robots yeah. in one name. Trimont. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I went back and listened to that. Man, what a good episode that was. It was it was a good one because the trivia was good, too. And I, I, honestly, I was impressed with how much I, maybe because I did research for your questions, but I knew more than I thought. I was pretty proud of myself. Oh, yeah. We both I, seemed very knowledgeable as far as Mortal Kombat goes. I am glad we took this year break because listening back to some of the episodes, I'm actually enjoying them again, which after I edit them from listening so much, it's just so hard. Even like our last episode. Same thing now. I, I don't want to hear that for another many months right. because I just had to keep playing it to try to cut out your any time I could where you weren't talking. I just had to like try to remove you so we didn't get the like tin noise in the background. Right. I get um, it. But uh, I we went back like I listened to No uh, No Way Nosferatu and yeah. literally I was cackling on like my walk while I was listening to it. And I'm like, this is genius. Like that episode is so funny with so many references. And I'm like, we're <laughs> fucking funny. I know I'm just literally now on my show talking about how funny we are. Right. But I, those older episodes, some of them are, are just brilliant. When people wouldn't let us in their houses, we're like, I'm going to throw a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christmas is just absolutely just like refusing to let us in. So we just are right. like, fuck this place. Fuck this plague. <laughs> we'll go to the next house. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time 
All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will be back next week, two weeks, eventually, yeah, with a, yeah. another episode of the Tales of the Daft Monks. Ooh, thank you, and please come back again. Congratulations, you've survived another episode of Daft Monks. Did you enjoy the episode? Do you love the show? Do you want to pay for our dental plan? If so, I think it's only fair that you show Nat One some love in return. No, no, not, not that kind of love. Please, please, put it away. Oh, I meant to follow us on our social medias and all that good stuff. Simply click the links in the episode description to follow us on our Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, or click support our show to make a monthly contribution to help pay for all the expensive software Nate subscribes to. And don't worry, other Nate will see the money eventually as it grows, but not anytime soon. I promise. Lastly, do you want even more Nat One goodness? Of course you do. Who wouldn't? Then click the prequel podcast link to listen to our experimental first season of podcasting for 50 plus more episodes of conspiracy theories, messy one-shot campaigns, and of course, all of your favorite Nat One hijinks. Now, thank you a ton, and we will talk to you next week.